This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found Home Gadget Geek show number 530, recorded on April 7th, 2022. Here on Home Gadget Geeks, we cover all the favorite tech gadgets that find their way into your News, reviews, product updates, and conversation, all for the average tech guy. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the AverageGuy.tv studios here. Mike, I think we're going to blow away. It's we've, I've never seen like two days. It's been straight line winds for like two days. And, like the weirdest precipitation too. Like today was like almost like mini like not hail but yeah. hard little pellets. It was it was very odd. Yeah, not not an ice storm. Like it wasn't sticking to anything because right. the ground temperature was in the mid 40s, but like the yeah it was weird it's just been we've we've had these gale force winds john are you guys uh experiencing much yeah uh, i would of, say of weather on the east coast there? yeah it's it's been a weird march and yeah. uh just windy nonstop the entire month snow cold uh my comment last week was where's the out like a lamb part we aren't <laughs> seeing it it's still coming it's a little yeah. late it's a little late this year it was affected yeah. by covid and uh so it's just it's running a little late well We'll uh, we'll post the show and tonight. John's done some some really good show notes, so we'll post those uh, for this show out at theaverageguy.tv. For this one, HGG, so theaverageguy.tv/slash HGG five three zero to get to these show notes. Big thanks to uh, Cody Sodine who joined us last week from from uh, Cara Pure, and they we looked at their Cara Pure device and. That was kind of fun. It's a good show, and I appreciate Cody for for coming in and and uh, and helping us. Think through clean water and a clean water device. Mike, I, I'll have to admit, I thought all week, it was kind of like, you know, it'd be kind of nice to have, you know, he gave us a coupon code where you could get the thing for 1700 bucks as opposed to the 3500 bucks they're selling it on their site. And I kind of thought, like, maybe a good idea to have a backup water device if, you know, you, you, you get a generator for emergencies yeah. Like you, you get, we're, we're, we're kind of prepping for some of these things, maybe a, an extra freezer or some, right. Some other things. Right. We never kind of think about what if the city water supply is kind of interrupted or. And so is that like, a tank device then? Does it have like a, kind of like one of the cool 10 style? Well, things? it has a 10 liter, just has a 10 liter uh, tank on it. It makes, okay. you use it, it makes more kind of got thing it. and it pulls, it pulls moisture out of the air. It's kind of what it does. Oh, so this I, okay. got me. Got it. Yeah, yeah, kind of just got me thinking. Like, it's not filtration in the sense that it's not it's not using groundwater. It's just it's using it's pulling in the humidity from the air and then it's filtering it and creates up to ten liters of water a day. Uh, you know, the price, I mean, even even the cheap price at seventeen hundred bucks, you kind of go. Mm. But you know, I, the, a whole house generator is three times that amount. Oh so, yeah, you know, for sure. Kinda, and you need water. It's yeah. you might need water at some point. So. I just kind of thought, I, I don't know, John, any thoughts on having a backup water generator, well, so to speak? Actually, uh, kind of, yeah. I'm <laughs> fort- I'll say fortunate. I am on a well where I live, mm, so I don't mm-hmm. count on city water. But mm. I do need water, as you said. So uh, back in the day when we were doing Y2K prepping, I actually right. bought my generator then. And my mm. thinking was, there's so many chips. Nobody knows where all this stuff is. Who knows what's going to happen? And if nothing happens, I get snow every winter and lose power, and I need power to run my well pump. So 
that has worked out great. Uh, we got a little Honda generator that was enough to power the fridge and some lights and the, the, uh, well pump. And we've used that every year. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, it's uh, it, it, I, we're on city water here in Bellevue, and uh, it you know I'd love to say it's great quality water, but a couple of years ago, we had a dry cleaner downtown dumping chemicals right into it, and you know they did some things to mitigate that, and they supposedly have been testing the water ever since. But you know what if what if you have a situation like they had in Flint, and mm-hmm. No matter what you do, you can't trust the water. Yeah. You know, I would never want to get a situation. I mean, yeah, you can boil that water, but, you know. So, so anyways. Well, one of the things I've done before, and being on the well, you're supposed to do this every couple of years, and you just reminded me, I think we're due. But uh, you can take your water to a water treatment. You know, you know, people who sell you water treatment, they'll test it for free, right? Yeah. And their goal is to sell you stuff. You don't have to yeah. buy it but they'll at least tell you any little thing that could be wrong and you get that for free. So that might be worth trying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got me thinking, I mean, that is one of those things I, you know, we bought a generator at the beginning of the pandemic and we used it, I've only used it once, but it's all wired up to the house at this point. So I could get most of the things that I need. I just really need my fridge to work. Like that's for me, if the fridge, if the food goes bad, I lose my mind. So, you know, and, you know, even, and maybe I can, you know, I have enough for the computers too. Let's just be really, let's just be honest about that. I made sure I could run the computers. Right. But um, it got me kind of thinking like, what is my backup for water? And certainly, I mean, I could go, I could think about bottled water, but we saw what happened at the beginning of the pandemic as people started to panic and all that stuff got, yeah. got cleared out, right? So I don't That's know. why you have a, to stockpile now, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John, you're always good. You're always good to me about those kinds of warnings. So, yeah. Jim, do this now. I, yeah, I just, I kind of like, you know, um, it, it makes 10 liters a day, whether you use it or not. And it would, might be one of those kinds of things where if, you're not using it. You just have it, keeping it, making it and dumping it to another tank. Or, so, you, know, um, you know, tell Sarah it's an investment. And uh, yeah. when everybody else doesn't have water and you sell them, your extra for $5 <laughs> a gallon. This thing's going to pay for itself. <laughs> it's another good, another good thought, John. I, yeah. I need to put you on my board of direct, on my family board of directors for these, <laughs> for, for these kinds yeah. of purchases. Well, uh, big thanks to Cody Sodine again for coming on. It was a fun interview. I had a great time with him and, uh, and Cody, thanks for coming on. Just a reminder to watch the YouTube premiere of this program. So if you want to watch it again and you want to watch it in premiere mode, we do that Saturdays at noon central. You can jump in there and, um, uh, join us for the conversations. That's there. We always get a couple. It's always kind of fun. The average guy.tv slash YouTube is the easiest way to find that. And, um, that'll actually, yeah, that's the easiest way to find that. So get there and get it done. And then on the 28th, we're going to try this. I don't know if it's going to work, but on April 28th, we're going to do a tech news roundtable. So if you've got some tech news you want to talk about, send me an email, Jim, at theaverageguy.tv. We'll get you slated, invite you in, and we'll just do, we'll get three or four of us on here, kind of talk through the latest tech news. April 28th, 2022, send me an email. I, and, you know, we'll have to do this as we get closer, but you're probably listening to this and it's probably pretty close. Jim at TheAverageGuy.tv. We've been talking to him already, but John Biggs is back uh, with us tonight. John, great to see you. I think the last time we had you on, you weren't retired, and today you are. Congratulations (laughs) on that, by the way. Give us a little rundown. I mean, 
I think you're busier retired than you ever were working. Like yep. I can, I can, you're always, you're always, how, how's retirement? It's, it's great. And you are accurate on that. I, um, uh, essentially what I tell people is I've got 15 years of things I've wanted to do that have piled up, uh, because I was in the job I was in. It took a lot of time. My commute was an hour plus every day, each way. So I barely got, you know, just scratched the surface of, things I really, really love to do. It was so bad at one point, uh, you know, I said, I really like to read. My wife said, you don't read. You never read. Why do you say you like to read? I'm like, well, I do. I just never have time to. So, yeah. So uh, I uh, have been quite busy. Um, I would, if you want to summarize it, I've been traveling several places, Mm -hmm. just came back from Alabama where my niece and I built some really nice speakers together got a uh, creative sound solutions kit. I did all the electronics and the speaker wiring and she did the woodworking and they sound fantastic. Uh, so I did that and other things I've been doing really, you could say I've been spending all my time living, learning, teaching Tesla. I'm uh, yeah, t- Tell me about these Tesla classes really yeah. quick. Like what, what, what is this? What, what are you okay. teaching? Yeah. So uh, when I first got my model Y, on, I joined the Facebook group in Maryland, and there was a uh, offer for a Pennsylvania club new owners class. So I took that, joined it, and it was really good. And then they had a follow-up. And I wanted to volunteer and help, so I offered to the the president of the club, hey, I'd, I'd like to help. Well, it turns out that he's been doing this for years. He's been doing multiple classes every week, and like crazy numbers, like 300 classes a year he taught last year. So he was happy to have the help. So we've been tag teaming on that for the last month or so, which is why I've been absent in my home gadget geeks duties. I know. I'm disappointed. I'm just going to come out and say it. Yeah. It's been disappointing. And uh, so, I mean, my mornings, Jim, Kelly gets the, my wife gets up. She, uh, she's still working, right? She's not slacker like you. She gets up at five and five 30. I turn this alarm (laughs) off. I go back to bed till seven 30. Then I get up and I make coffee and I read the Tesla forums and I uh, look at some cryptocurrency stuff mm, and that goes go. to about 11 and then I mm. eat some breakfast and exercise and yeah. you know, make sure yeah, I got dinner ready. It is good. So well, well, you're making been, dinner. You're, oh, yeah. you, have you taken over dinner then at yeah. this point? You're, oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Good. We, we good. always shared the duties the last couple of years. She did most of it just because of my work schedule. But yeah. we both enjoy cooking and cooking together. So uh, we haven't gone down the HelloFresh path yet, but we do. You should. Take, take some of the stuff. pressure off. Yep. Take, and you don't have to go fully into it. Yep. You can kind of, you know, but it takes some of the pressure off. It's kind of nice. Yep. So, so. Uh, much more relaxed, better sleep quality. I've lost 12 pounds since I retired. Oh, well, that's the, yep. I wasn't expecting it to yep. go the other direction, you know, like, you know not you're you're getting some exercise in but you know you're retired you can you can kind of so good good on you yeah and we'll get into that a little bit tonight with the topic yeah 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 yeah. no no good good for you well you've got some stuff prepared and and we're going to spend a little time talking about you know kind of health tech fitness tech might fit into that same category as well you've and it's kind of your journey on this uh and so why don't you why don't you get us queued up here, John? I'll share the screen with you've got some slides. We don't typically do a lot of slides on Home Gadget Geeks, but we're gonna do it tonight. Yep. And so if you're watching the video, if you're if it's audio only, well, that's fine. You're gonna hear it. If you're watching the video, uh, we're gonna be going through those and we'll kind of kick it back and forth. But 
Uh, walk us through, John, why, why in retirement go after really start looking at your health? Okay. So this isn't just in retirement. I've been doing this for the last 10 plus years. And we are at a unique place in history where technology and new science, new research is available to us as average people. We can buy stuff and uh, explore. So my goal here is to utilize uh, personal data and develop customized health protocols to improve my health span and my potentially increase my longevity. So what do I mean by health span, right? Health span is the idea of uh, when you know, we're all going to get old and die, surprise, right? But how do you want to do that? And, and ideally, I would say what you want to do is you go along with this light and all of a sudden you fall off the cliff, right? What you don't want to do is spend the last 20 year, years of your life in decline and really not enjoying your life. So running all the way to the end and then dropping dead, right? So I, ideally that's, I did, it's, it's hard to yeah. do that. It's, it's so, some work, but, but yeah. that's, that's the goal, right? So how do right. we maximize right. our potential to, to do that? And that's, that's kind of what I've been exploring with the data that's available to us now that we've never had before. Right. And I'm going to talk about some of that. I'm, I'm just going to hit the wave tops on a lot of this. Uh, like you said, this is self exploration. And I think every podcast ever here where they're talking about health and this stuff, the first thing they say is, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> so consult with your own doctor. I am a sample size of one. You'll hear in the podcast. Uh, and this is, this is an N of one. And that's me. Right. And uh, because of the subject, right, the whole point of this is what works for me might not be the best thing for you. And we'll talk about some foods that I found don't work for me that may be fine for others, right? And then finally, I'm going to talk about websites. I'm going to talk about uh, products. None of that is an endorsement. This is just what I've been trying out so far. So those are kind of the ground rules. Okay, and uh, with that, Jim, um, if you want to go ahead and share the screen, and I think you want me to maximize this real quick. Yeah, if you would. It'll just right. make it look a, a little bit better. All right. There we go. All right. And you're controlling slides? No, you are. Oh, they're, on your, they're on your okay, side. Okay, here we go. As you're running. Yep. All right. And uh, can you still see me as well? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So one of the first things I stumbled onto a couple of years ago, uh, Jim, when we were talking fitness trackers and we went down the Fitbit path, I found this Garmin and uh, it's called a Vivo Smart 4. I have it on right now. I wear it all the time, even to bed. And the thing that attracted me to this was a concept they had called body battery. And I've, I've got that displayed here. This is a, a screenshot of my cell phone. And what this shows you is uh, your how rested your body is, I'll say. And this is based on something called heart rate variability and be, these, these, this device and many others have the ability to measure this. And what we found with heart rate variability is that when you're in a stressed situation, your heart beats very regularly. When you're relaxed, there's a little bit of a fluctuation in it. So it's not, I'll just make numbers up. It's not like every millisecond, you know, like 1.1 milliseconds, 1.3 milliseconds, 0.9 milliseconds. But when you're stressed, it's boom, 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 one, one, one. So they've used this concept to uh, tell how relaxed you are and over a period of time, how stressed you've been. The idea being that uh, as you relax, your body recovers and then uh, 
then you are better able to take on more stress. So what I show here is just an average day, right? This is a good day. My body battery uh, was at an 82 when I woke up. And on the screen, you can see the, uh, the blue area in the, in the bottom. These blue and yellow lines are measures of stress. So where it's blue is low stress, and then it goes up you know, from zero to 100. And then there is a uh, moving graph line of the white that kind of tracks your overall. And John, are you, you wearing this watch while you sleep as well? Yeah. Yes, I am. And how do you, so when do you charge it? So I can charge it. Yeah, actually when I, I charge it, when I figure out it's run out of battery, <laughs> <laughs> that's reality. But if I think about it, I just charge it while I'm in the shower. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah or, yeah. you know, 20 minutes in the morning I have. It doesn't take yeah. long. It doesn't no. take long to do nope. it. Yeah. I think that's when I did my Apple watch too was, when I was in the shower, I throw it, throw it down and, and, uh, and come back to it. Yep. So what I noticed, and especially as I you know, turned 50 and, and beyond, I'm up to almost 57 now, is that I didn't recover as easily, right? Uh, so if you're in a stressful situation, this is what it looks like. So this was actually Monday driving home from Alabama, right? So you can see there on the left, I slept, I woke up, there's a little alarm clock down there at the bottom. And guess when I started my drive, right? So if you looked at the previous chart, you saw those little squig um, orange lines where you had some space in between them. And this line is solid orange, right? And that that is just me sitting in the car driving. And what I found is driving is a stressful event. For now, me. wait a minute. You have a Tesla. The thing drives yep. itself and you're still stressed? Is that what you're Absolute. saying? <laughs> yep. Driving, I am... I am never just sitting back, right? So right, I'm always right. watching other cars, trying to figure out who's going to wreck into me, where's my exit, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And it was interesting. I noticed this, not just driving a Tesla, but driving anyway, any car, this, this is consistent. So driving mm -hmm. takes energy, right? So you may not realize it when you're just sitting there, but you are mentally tired. Um, similarly, uh, many years ago, I was doing flying lessons. And whenever I do my cross-country flights, I would come back just exhausted because you are mentally always trying to figure out something, right? Where is the plane going? How do I keep it flying? Am I in the right direction? What's the wind? All that stuff. Same thing. Yeah, Tony, Tony says in the chat room, you're thinking about where's the next charging station, right? You got <laughs> Not a... <laughs> We could actually do a whole show on Tesla if you want to. <laughs> but what I tell people is I drive two hours, I charge 15 minutes, I drive two more hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. And uh, it was a great trip. Well, what's nice interesting to, about nice that, that too that. is we were just having that conversation at work. So we had our, our uh, work conference this week. So all of our advisors from across the country come to Omaha. And, you know, it was, and it's, it's three days long. And we were talking about how just like today, you know, the day after, we were just like, exhausted. Like it's weird though. Cause it's not the type of conference where you're walking a lot. It's not like a showroom floor. You're sitting in a lot of sessions. Um, but you know, as, as the, as you know, the, the employee, you just have to be on all the time. Cause you get people, Hey, can I, can I ask you a question about this? Can I ask you a question about this? And you're constantly switching topics and you got to be, you just gotta be on, right? Like you're yep. entertaining these guests. Um, and they're, they're constantly having like conversations about different parts of the business with you. And we were talking about how it's exhausting. It reminds me just of like the driving thing, right? Where it's not physically exhausting at all. Um, but that's, it's that mentally draining activity that it, it's interesting that you bring that up. And I was just having that conversation yep. with 
with people at work. I've, I hadn't really thought about it, honestly, until today about how mental draining can be just as exhausting as, you know, going out and running a mile. Yep. And so, it is, it is physically exhausting, right? These things go together. So John, right. you know that now that you know that, right. Does it, it's, it's, it, what does that change? Yep. So, so that gets to this next slide, right? So I'm going to talk about this as an example and then tie it together to answer your question, right? So right here, I've got a series of four days. What I noticed, all right, is that when I do something like heavy weightlifting, heavy, right? Three sets of five reps is all I can get. The next two days I'm wiped out and that's reflected in my body battery. So the way I use this then is to know when's it okay to lift again or go for a stressful bike ride or run. So instead of just piling more on top of my body, which isn't recovered yet. So that's, that's kind of the whole goal of the fitness mm -hmm, tracker here mm -hmm. and how I want to tie all this together. So yeah, I, I like that concept, especially as we get older, Mike, you're exempt from this because you yep. instantly recover. Like yep. it, oh, how, how great it is to be 30 again. I remember those, you know, I could go out for a long run the next day do it again. The next day, do it again. You hit the fifties and, and John, I like this because it's, it's almost because I'm the, I'm the crazy kind of guy that in my late forties was trying to do heavy workout after heavy workout. Yep. After, and I was wondering why I was killing myself. Right. Yep. I used to do two a days on Sunday, right? Yeah. I would do uh -huh. weights in the morning, go for a run right. in the afternoon. And then Monday's the day I got up at three 30 to go to work. And then now I realized, huh, that's wasn't too smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm just going to say real quick on these slides, Jim, you'll see on the left there, uh, lots of rest, right? Very little stress in the orange. Mm -hmm. Monday there, you can see the little green dot uh, sort of in the middle is where I did the weights. And look at how the stress is starting to jam together in those uh, wider orange sections. And then on the third, the third display over, same thing. And then finally, the fourth day, you can see at night while I'm sleeping, body battery ramps up again. Mm. Now I do weights and then right after the weights there, solid orange, right? Mm. So mm -hmm. it just struck me as interesting that this consistently was repeatable for me. Mm -hmm. So that's why I use it as a measure of when, when am I ready to go again? Otherwise you yeah. will just get run down. Right? I like it. Well, and it, it almost from a, from a workout standpoint, it almost gets to the point where, you know, we, we always, I think when you're younger, you have this idea of work out of a very consistent, like I'm going to, you know, Mondays, I'm going to do this and Tuesday, I'm going to do this and Wednesdays, I'm going to do this as opposed to, I think as you get older, it's kind of like, Hey, I'm going to have some uh, ideas of things. And then I'm going to kind of monitor and watch my body. And if it's there, I'm going to take it. And if it's not, I'm going to rest Yep. or and I'm going to do less. Right. Five years ago, we didn't have a way to see this right now we do. Yeah. Right. And, and this kind of concept is available in other fitness trackers too. Mm -hmm. The Garmin is just the one I stumbled across first, yeah. but uh, there's a thing called, well, the RO ring has this built in. Right. And there's a uh, strap called the whoop strap. If you've ever heard of that whoop fitness band, same thing. Mike, do you know on the watch on the Apple watch, if there's something similar to this, have you ever come across this? This is interesting. It me, is. But. It is. And I'm, you know, I'm wondering if there's a third party app because just as, mm -hmm. as it is with the fitness side, uh, no, right. They're all about their rings. Um, but it doesn't give yeah. you kind of this, this style of looking at the battery, which I really like. Um, I have to check into the, the third party options. Okay. Yeah. 
It'd be good. And the rings work for me in the sense that they give me accountability on a daily basis of thing, you know, of, and I treat them kind of more like lifestyle rings as opposed to not, you know, it, I try to get them done throughout the day. And if I don't hit them, I, I don't hit them, but the rings have been some good, good mm-hmm. motivators for me to at least get some action, yeah. you know, John. So Jim, the other thing I didn't make slides of, but really was interesting to me was this same concept was reflected through my resting heart rate. So I mentioned mm. I wear this at night while I sleep. And in the morning after I do weights, my resting heart rate would be 65, maybe something in the 70s. And by day two or three later, I'm at resting heart rate of 56 and 57. Mm. Yeah, then that would be a good way to track it as well. I mean, you yep. could do that on, on, on an Apple Watch Garmin on a – Android, whatever you've got, that would be a good way to kind of keep tra- blood pressure is another way. I think uh, one another one of those health indicators that may be a good, uh, you know, good, um, a good thing to track over time. I know the newest, Mike, I think the newest Apple Watch gets blood pressure for you now or it's coming up something along those lines. Oh, two for sure. Oh, like two. Yep. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, there's some, there's some cool stuff coming ahead with those. Yep. So I, uh, you kind of led into my next shot, Jim, the O2 sensor data. So the Garmin has that built in as well. This one is kind of interesting. You see on the left, they're pretty solid flat, 94% average, right? But what in the heck's going on on the right? I have a low oxygen level of 71% during the night, right? And I'm not sure what to make of this. It's consistent. I could, I, I'm almost wondering if I'm moving around and I have my arm underneath my head while I'm sleeping and maybe I knock the sensor a little bit and it doesn't register. Is yeah. that consistent? Are you seeing consistency in that over time or is this a one-time it's, thing? It's a crapshoot. Um, most of the time it looks like the right side where my average is 87, the low of 83 or whatever. But there, yeah, my concern, and one of the things I'm going to do in the future is, does this mean I have sleep apnea? That was my question, yeah. Yep, and that's kind of where I'm leaning towards because I know I do snore. I know uh, sometimes if I sleep on my back, I'll wake myself up because I'm not breathing. So, I'm uh, probably going to look at doing a sleep study in the future. I know there are other fitness trackers that are getting FDA approval for sleep apnea detection. I might go down that path as well. Mm-hmm. But again, tip-off points, right? Things to yeah. look into. Yeah, and, and that's what I've always liked about this sort of stuff and with the Apple side. It's not meant to diagnose, but it's meant to say, hey, this might be something you should go talk to your doctor about, right? Like this is this is some interesting data. Um, you know, I, I even noticed that with, with my watch, I, I hate the alerts on the Apple Watch. It's like, hey, your heart rate's been above 120 and you haven't been moving. I'm like, yeah, I'm stressed right now. I'm a little mad or something. Like, you know, like yep. where I know my heart's racing, those are things. But, you know, it, it does the same thing with, you know, um, heart issues. It's like, hey, we don't diagnose things, but we, we do know some weird stuff. You should probably go talk to your doctor. Yeah. Uh, just one more quick story on this one. I worked with a guy uh, who also had the Garmin and he had a CPAP machine. Mm-hmm. And one night he forgot to you know, wrap himself up like a mummy is the way he described <laughs> it. And his oxygen level was all over the place. And the next night he did it with the CPAP machine. It was like flatline solid, crazy. Mm-hmm. So confidence in the data that way. Mm-hmm. So again, um, you know, 10 years ago, 
I would never know. And how many people, you know, up until now have sleep apnea and never know it. I, I think most of us do know it. I yep. think we just choose to ignore it <laughs> just to be, just to be honest. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, uh, John, the O2 sensor. So for this data, any, are you paying any extra fees to get nope. this data? It's all included with the Garmin. All in the Garmin. Yep. And, and the, the tracker itself is pretty cheap. I think it's like $120 maybe from Amazon. Okay. The yep. tracker, the, the, the watch. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. If you want to yeah. pull out of, pull out a full screen mode. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm out. It's just the three of us. Oh, okay. I, I guess I go out of full screen. Here we go. Now I can see. Yeah. So there's what it looks like. Yeah. 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 And that's, that's the nice thing. You know, I think the Garmin watches are really the average guy devices for this. Like if, they're, they come at a good price. They've got a lot of great features. They've got, they, they do a lot of things. They're slick. They look good. I mean, I just think it's a good, you know, I went, I went the Apple watch way just because I wanted that ECG <laughs> monitor. And that's really why I bought the version four, mm-hmm. you know? Yep. Um, but man, Garmin is a great way to go. They are doing some pretty cool stuff. And these other ones too, like the RO ring is, is something that's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, again, this, the, the kind of the point of the show, this technology is out there and it's growing. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can also, I mean, I think on your phone too, you can leave your phone. They have some apps that will listen to you while you sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am super afraid to do this yeah. and I need to do it. And it, I haven't even been wearing my watch yeah. when I sleep. I, I just, I just take it off. I was like, you know, I just, I just, I don't want to be monitored, but I probably should. Cause I, yeah. If I did monitor, I'd probably find out I'm probably snoring way more. Yeah, I, I uh, I've actually done that. I I have the sleep app that I set next yeah. to the bed every night, yeah. and yeah, I can right. tell I'm sleeping. Right. I haven't taken the time to try to correlate that with the O2 or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But but I what else, say. John? What else right. on that, or what are you tracking? That, that's it for the Garmin. Yeah, okay. it does all and the exercise stuff, the steps, all the other stuff you would normally. If do. your Garmin broke, right? What would you do? What would you oh do? Then? What's the next go around? Yeah, that's a good question. I haven't thought about that. I I might well just get another Garmin. <laughs> buy another one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that's, you know, you get into this and you start seeing the other things that are available. And it says a lot that if you're struggling to be like, well, I just, I just pick up another Garmin. It sounds like that works pretty well for you. Yeah. I would have to go look around. Uh, I know with things uh, has come out with a bunch of good stuff. I haven't looked into them in a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mike, how do you, how do you feel? Are you tracking your, you know, are you tracking any of these things on a regular basis or do you feel like, yeah, I'm 30. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm a, I love the data and yeah. I kind of get jealous when I see things like the, like what the type of data that the Garmin's giving only because, you know, Apple has all those same sensors um, and the rings are great. And, you know, I agree with Jim. What the, the rings do for me is they give me the motivation to actually get up and, and fix those rings and finish them. But as far as like usable data that you can see and some really cool analytics, uh, I feel like they could do a better job on that. I know a lot of my friends who are really into fitness have gone to the whoop bands. Um, that's been kind of the direction they go. Um, so, no, I mean, I wear my watch every single day actually earlier this week i forgot to grab my watch i think it was the first day in about four years that i didn't wear it like i i am religious i have the sweet watch apple watch uh 
you know, tan lines yep. uh, when I take it off completely white. So, so no, I, I do love the data. And especially when I get really into working out, like I go through these phases, right, where I'm really into it. And, and that kind of data for me, especially, you know, I really like even just as simple as on the Peloton, how it's constantly, if you wear the heart tracker, it's giving you that output score at the end. And it's telling you, hey, you're almost to your 60 minute personal best. And by the end of the, by the, end of the ride, I hope I need to beat it. Right. And that kind of stuff is super motivating to push hard uh, at the end of my rides. All right. So Mike, uh, I think you're going to really enjoy the rest of the stuff I'm going to talk about because it is all data stuff. Okay. I love it. All right. So, so John, Jim, you've taken a different approach to healthcare. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, really kind of the background. I have a uh, personal doctor and I've had this same doctor for many, many years. And about 10 years ago, he changed the way he ran his business. And I'm not sure how all of that works, but essentially he went into what's called boutique healthcare. So he left his regular practice and joined a uh, group called MDVIP. And that's just mdvip.com. And the way this works is that the people who are part of his you know, um, patients pay an annual fee. And for that annual fee, they get a lot of access to him. So he had, the goal for him was to reduce his patient load reduces paperwork. You know, he, he said at, when he started this, he said, I have a choice. I can retire or I can go down this path and try it for a while. So he chose that. And for me, the selling point was that uh, part of this is a comprehensive annual physical with a ton of blood work and ton of data. And so what I did was I wanted to know my data and now I have, in, I have the internet and Dr. Google, so now I can really start diving deep into this stuff and figure out what's normal. And then for me, and this is kind of my takeaway, what's normal for me might not be within that, I may be within that normal range, but if my trend is changing, I want to know it. Mm-hmm. And now what I do is I keep track of all this data in a Google spreadsheet um, for 10 years now, I have 10 years of blood work, of annual blood work. So I can tell, for instance, that my glucose was 102 or 92 10 years ago. And over that 10-year period, it's it's increased. And it's up to, you know, 110. Well, until it gets to 111, I'm still within the normal range. Mm-hmm. But guess what? It's not good, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if my doctor is just looking at this as a data point, I'm still good. And I don't really fault him for that. He's got a lot of things on his plate. He can't be looking just at me, but I can be looking just at me. So I kind of think too, with our generation and those, those following us, Jim, you know, prior, my parents, the doctor was the authority figure. Whatever the doctor said is what you're doing, right? Mm -hmm. In my case, my doctor's an advisor and I'm the decision maker, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So- well, we know so much more today than the average consumer should know or can know so much more about their own health. Um, doesn't take a boutique doctor to track your data this way. When I go in for a physical through through my provider, uh, I get a full rundown now. And for the last four or five years, pretty comprehensive blood work rundown that I could yep. export out, right? Put in a, put it in like that. So it doesn't necessarily require you have to have a boutique doctor no that, do it, that's just my story of how i ended up here, yeah right yeah no no, no. and um, no yeah here's kind of hold on john let me let, let me i'll make you a big screen go ahead and show that yeah 
I'm just going to flash it up here, right? Uh, that's kind of what I get. There's like yeah. five or seven years worth of data yeah. trends, but I also keep my own, right? And the things I look for here that I pay attention to are you know, your classic cholesterol, LDL, HDL, triglycerides, glucose, A1C, which is a, a longer term measure of blood glucose uh, trending towards diabetes, that kind of thing, and vitamin D level. And what I've noticed is uh, when I started this, my vitamin D was 32 and optimum levels are between 40 and 60. That's the sweet spot. So I currently take 5,000 IUs of vitamin D a day, which is a lot, but that's the amount I need to stay within that sweet spot. So this is again, where I'm talking about that personalized um, you know, approach to this. If my wife took 5,000 a day, that would be too much for her. Yeah. Did, do you, do you notice, a, a, do you feel like if you skipped it, would you feel a difference? So it? there's there's the challenge, right? Yeah. If you skip a day, it doesn't, you know, you can't tell. Right. If you take a multivitamin, does that help or not? I don't know. Do you yeah. feel different? No. But see me in 10 years, right? I'm 57. Mm. What does my peer group, you know, how are they doing? Yeah. And how am I yeah. doing relative to that, Right. Brian says in the chat room, looking for trends and data is so much more valuable than the occasional data yep. points, right? Doing this. This is one of those areas where I think having checking your pulse regular, getting your blood pressure taken regular, those are easy things that don't even require a visit to the doctor. You might have a on site. Mike, do you have where you work? Do, would, would there be a trainer who could take your blood pressure? Yeah. If you wanted to, or a machine maybe that'd do it for you? Yep, we do. We have a trainer with that. And he also, we have an in-body machine, which is n not for blood work, but it's really cool. It's one of those, you know, weight, percentage of body fat, those sort of things. And that's really cool for, especially if you're training, um, you have to kind of get your visceral fat to understand where that's all at. It kind of does the full body workup. You know, you hold onto the handles while you're standing on the thing, get the printout report, uh, which is nice. And yeah, they'll, they'll do blood, blood pressure and some of the basic stuff. Not a doctor on, on site, but a, a trainer. They'll do that for you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, Jim, uh, conscious of time, I want to, you know, pivot from where I went to this and, you know, what's the next thing happened, right? Yeah. yeah. And uh, shortly after I did this, then 23andMe came out with their DNA testing, right? Again, that's going back 10 years or so now. And I saw that. It's like, holy cow, this sounds great. So I jumped on it and it's like, oh, the privacy concerns, oh, you're changing. I'm like, I don't care. I want the data, right? <laughs> and, and, you know, 23andMe did two things. They focused on health traits and ancestry. And I have not looked at ancestry at all. That's just not something that I'm into. I am all about what is the health traits that this is telling me. Mm -hmm. So one thing that's really important with any DNA analysis, and you can get this from a bunch of different places now, but the real takeaway for folks is this is not your destiny, right? This is a predisposition. This is a likelihood. This is giving you knowledge so that you can act differently. And I've got a couple great examples for myself here. So, um, you know, if, if, if you're one who says, oh, no, it looks like I'm going to have type 2 diabetes or nothing I can do about it. Well, this probably isn't some path you want to go down. Right? right. So I'll just put that out as a caveat. So um, let's let's throw the screen up again now. And uh, let's see here. And I got to go full screen again. Is that right? Uh, it'd be best that way. Or yeah. we can do it this way, either way. But I'm saying I'm, I'm the one who has to do it, right? Yeah, you do it. Yeah, you do right. it on your end. Okay. 
So this is my health predisposition. This is the the health related. This is the increased likelihood ones that they popped up for me. So what's interesting here, age-related macular degeneration. Guess what? My dad had that. Atrial fibrillation. Uh, When I'm in high-stress situations, that sometimes can happen to me. Uh, But the real one for me I wanted to point out here is both the hereditary thrombosis, right? So what is this? Blood clots, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, I'm not a heavy guy. So I'm thinking, okay, well, I'm not really worried about this. However, my brother, my older brother, actually died of a blood clot that mm. went to his lungs. It's like, okay, well, that's mm-hmm. interesting because this was mm-hmm. less, you know, I always thought that was due to his weight, but actually there's genetic predisposition to that combined with right. his weight, right. right? Now I've got a clue. So then when I started reading about this, it's like, okay, well, you've got 30% increased risk over normal people. Unless you have a relative who's had this, then you've got 60%. I'm like, oh, mm. okay. <laughs> what am I going to do about that? Here's what yeah. you do. When you go on an airplane trip that's, you know, four hours, 11 hours, don't sit in the seat for the whole time. Get up and move around every couple hours. Drink more water, right? So that's where I'm saying, because I know this, I can change my approach to things yeah. and yeah. preserve my health, right? And some pretty simple changes too. I mean, it doesn't require a ton of just get up from time to time, maybe even take an aspirin before you go. Be, be on a regimen of aspirins if you're going to, going to be doing it over time. Again, we're not doctors here. <laughs> so right. none of this is medical advice. There's some yep. things you can do. <laughs> so the other thing on this I wanted to point out is that last one, type 2 diabetes. Mm-hmm. Both of my parents were type 2 diabetic, but they didn't eat well. They never exercised, right? Is this something I really have to be concerned about? Well, it's something I need to pay attention to, right? Which I wouldn't have thought of before. So that's why I'm saying here's more information that can help me take a better personalized approach to my own health care and responsibility for that. Yeah. John, did you find after you took 23andMe there was, and you got the results back, that were the ch- did you want to make a bunch of changes right away? Is this something you made over time? Just how'd you respond to yeah. that? Um, just over time, there wasn't really a lot in there. Like every single thing isn't going to jump at me, right? You, mm-hmm. you saw my top hitters and the changes are easy. Uh, the first one, macular degeneration. So for that one, there's not a lot you can do, but there was a, uh, a uh, article with that that said, hey, if you've got this, you probably don't want to be taking baby aspirin because that mm. increases the odds. Well, mm. I had started taking baby aspirin for cardio stuff, right? I don't have a cardio mm. problem, but you know, the, all the news was like, hey, if you take this, it lowers the odds. Well, now I can make an informed decision that the risk of me having macular degeneration is higher than the risk of me having a heart attack. Guess mm. what? I'm not going to take the baby aspirin. Yeah. Yeah. So again, and in- I'm in the opposite camp with that. My, my father had a heart attack. Uh, we have heart disease in the family. My doctor in, in, you know, conjunction with my doctor have gone that route to make sure I'm ha- on a regimen of aspirin, right. Yep. To, to do that. So I think it's really, really key. And you're doing this and I do it as well as make sure you've got that really good relationship with a doctor that you're seeing on a regular basis to, to, the, you don't have to, and you don't have to do everything they say. I mean, you need to be informed on this thing. Yep. And this this helps with it. Did you take 
some of this to your doctor as well and, yeah. let, and let, let him when, see it? When I first did it, when I first got to test results, I took it in and frankly, he wasn't all that interested. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know yeah. whether yeah. it was like, hey, I'm challenging him, which was not my point. My point was here's more right. data we can right. work on together. Yeah. So yeah. I kind of just do this on my own. Like I said, okay. he's an advisor, not my authority figure. Right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, so I just put a, a couple other screenshots from the 23andMe website in there. Again, uh, type 2 diabetes. As you go in your 50s, the odds increase. So I need to start paying attention to this, right? We'll get into that a little later. They also have things like your reaction to certain drugs. And where this is important is if you uh, are an overreactor, it's probably good to know so that if you happen to be prescribed a certain drug, you know, don't give me the full dose, that kind of thing. Mm, mm. So that, that kind of brings us to the next thing, which is what's a, a company called Inside Tracker. And what this does is takes a look at some biomarkers, uh, primarily from your blood, and compares those to the optimal levels. So I talked earlier about how we had what's normal, and what's normal isn't necessarily what's optimal. And these biomarkers change over uh, as your body ages, right? So the idea here is that you can change those biomarkers. You can improve them. And as you improve them, your body isn't as old anymore, right? And so what I did, I'm 57. Uh, this is my second test after I did some modifications based on the results. And I was able to get my biological age down to 50, Right. So now I've got seven more extra years of bugging my wife and daughter. <laughs> <laughs> so again, uh, not a recommendation. This is just a service I stumbled upon uh, from listening to health podcasts and tried out. I think it's pretty cool. Mike, this is where we'll get into the data and, and how you can work with that data. How much was this, John? So there are various plans. This inner age one, I think, is like $200, $250. So it's, okay. it's not cheap. And the other one uh, is their ultimate panel with 43 biomarkers. That one is really not cheap. It's like 500 bucks, but don't ever pay that because they are always having sales. And mm. on Black Friday, it was like buy one, get one free. So what I did was, and, and I don't do this like every month, right? This is mm -hmm. something where every four months I'll do one, every six months I'll do one, that kind of thing. And it's, again, I'm just getting into this. So I'm not going to be doing this the rest of my life. I'll get it till I optimize what I'm after, and then I'll just check in once in a while. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So uh, with my here's here's the kind of results that come back. So for the uh, the items that are causing me to be have an increased biological age, you know, in this case, my last one was my basophils uh, white blood count. I don't think there's much I can do about that. Uh, that I think that just changes based on maybe you've got an infection or something. Uh, but And you'll see the, the relative increase that they're saying there. But HbA1c, right, back to the glucose, back to the blood sugar, back to the type 2 diabetes. Mine's a little higher than optimal. What can I do about that, right? Body mass index, same thing. A little bit heavier, how can I lighten up? Part of the challenge, too, with BMI is that as if you're lifting weights, your body mass is going to be higher than average, right? Even if you've got lower body fat. But I just wanted to, like I said, make a screenshot of some of the stuff that I've been working with and, and show folks what the information is. 
And then here is uh, the things I'm really good at, uh, triglycerides that are, and uh, inflammation is low. So taking years uh, away from my age, making me younger. And then this, this one I threw in because it's really interesting. So when I went to my doctor, he said, well, you know, you're, you're 55. It's probably a good idea to take a B12 supplement and it can't hurt you. Like, okay. So I was taking that for a while and I asked him, I said, well, can I get a B12 test to see what my level is before I take this? And he goes, no, can't do that because <laughs> the insurance won't allow the doctor to do that. Mm -hmm. And I could pay for that myself. And it was like 120 bucks. Well, I can do the whole test for 250. So I went ahead and, and did the uh, 43 biomarkers test just because I was interested in all of them. And B12 was one of those. And as you can see here, my B12 was way high, crazy mm. high. Like normally supposed to be around 500. I'm at 1637. Guess what? I probably shouldn't be taking that B12 supplement. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you don't really need it, do you? Yeah. So yeah. informed, yeah. informed decision right. making, right? right. Yeah. LDL cholesterol, again, optimized zone versus where I'm at. And then uh, they also have recommendations on how to uh, alter that and get it back down. And HbA1c, same thing, right? So this is the kind of data you get out of this. Mm -hmm. Now, they also, I can upload my 23andMe raw DNA data file to them. And then they can run it through their process and give me a feedback on it, which is what I did. Because with uh, the DNA, the 23andMe, I have access to my raw data file. Mm -hmm. So I can share that as I want. So I did that again. They showed now you can see here where my vitamin D level is 66 within that optimized green zone. And then my genetic risk is of lower vitamin D, which is true of myself and also true of some of my family members. John, did you ever hit a point, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I'm always guilty of just being kind of like a data hoarder, right? And I mm -hmm. actually love all the data, not on health <laughs> stuff, uh, mainly on server stuff. Um, and so, so very unrelated, but you know, sometimes when I'm looking into the data, I look too deep into it. And then I cause an issue on my server because I was trying to fix something that I didn't need to fix common error. Don't worry. It comes up all the time. You know, those sort of things. Was there ever a point, or do you think there's a point when the health data where it's almost causing people more stress because they're seeing all this stuff and they're trying to yeah. fix this, which causes a change in this. And they kind of over analyze their health because yeah. of all the data. It, I guess it could, it didn't for me because, that's just not who I am, right? The uh, the genetic testing, same thing. I knew going in, this is not my destiny, right? And I'm yeah. not going to stress over every little thing. Yeah, same I like the, the way you work. that. And, and you saw with the results there I showed in the blood work, they're not giving you 50 things you need to worry about. Pick right. three, right? Let's work on those three, and then we'll see where we go from there. John, where you started, where I started getting worried about you, not really. <laughs> It, it, it that made it, it interesting. It, it was, was the TV calibration, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it was when you when you started tracking individual foods that what hmm. you eat and what it would do to your glucose. Can you talk well, a little bit about? Yeah, that? we're going we're going there next, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, as I went through this, the next thing I learned was uh, about continuous glucose monitoring. Again, now for me, this is like the biggest, most important thing that I've I've pieced together so far. I have the ability now through a group called levelshealth.com to get a CGM. If I go to my doctor, he would not give me one because I'm not a diabetic. Right? If and I what's come back, a CGM? Uh, continuous glucose monitor. Oh, okay. So um, let me uh, 
pop back here and I will show you, I actually have one right now on my arm. So it's a disc, it's about an inch around and uh, it's a Libre 2 sensor is what it is. And this uh, puts a filament into your, into your skin, subcutaneous filament. It measures the, uh, the fluid that's in there and that's correlated to your glucose. And now I've got an app on my phone and I can hold my phone up and take a live reading. And I'm at uh, 136 right now, right? Hold on. We got to full screen that. Can you do that one more time? Sure. Sure. Uh, you got you to gotta come right. to the video so and watch it's, this. It's uh, right under there. That's great. So uh, so this you know, lends itself to all sorts of fun <laughs> because I went to – well, let me, I'll get to that. Uh, put us back into – to the screen here. So if you this, turn around, do you have a USB C port on your back of your neck? Too? Yeah. Is that, is I just that got the, all the, really good data? the whole matrix thing, right? <laughs> you're you you're a bionic man, we don't know it. <laughs> okay, so this is what the levels app looks like on your phone. And what I've done here is uh grab some some good things and some not so good things that I've eaten. So what's interesting on the uh, the left there, where I get a one out of 10, one is uh, bad. I had some Mexican food. I had some enchiladas, I had some rice, and I had some um, some of the black beans. And I caused a huge spike of 183. Okay, healthy is 140 and below. So when you eat... Ideally, your glucose will spike up as your body releases insulin to uh, counter that. And, and Tony can probably in the chat, you know, point out where I may have mistake, you know, make a mistake in my description here. But ideally, you are back to normal within two hours. When I ate that Mexican food, I spiked to 183, which is way over 160 and optimally 140. And I stayed there for a good three hours. Mm. That's not good. That's not healthy. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of ties in with my other uh, data points I have, right? The genetic predisposition, the long range, uh, 10 years of blood tracking or, or, you know, glucose tracking where I'm going from 92 up to 110, right? So for me and my health, I'm thinking right now, this is the most important thing I can be learning about and doing. What foods can I eat? that don't cause me problems because the more I essentially redline my, my insulin system, the more I'm going to burn it out. And when I burn it out, that's called type two diabetes, right? And that's not where I want to be. You can see in the middle, there's a stable response of a nine. And also on the right, uh, these are things like um, scrambled eggs and bacon in the middle. So there's no grains in there. There's nothing that spikes. There's no sugar. And it's all very level there. And then on the right, this is really interesting. So here's where we can take this data and make informed changes. On the right are pancakes. Now, how in the heck can you have pancakes with a stable glucose response like that? Well, what I figured out was if I substitute half of the flour in the pancakes with almond flour, I can eat all the pancakes I want. Mm. They taste the same. I asked my wife, I said, okay, do these taste okay to you? She goes, yeah, they're fine. They're pancakes. So... So that's, again, how I can take information and data and use it to uh, you know, improve my health over the long term. 
John, how did you get that thing installed on your arm? What's the, what's the procedure for that? Yeah. So it's really cool. It comes in a little spring loaded package. Um, and what you do is this, the installation device is a little needle and you open the sensor and the needle slides down over top of it. And then it's spring loaded. So you just hold it up to your arm and push and it goes kaboom. The needle pops in and pops way back, you know, right, right back out. You can't even feel it. And then this sensor is stuck to your arm because it's got adhesive. And then I put this uh, waterproof patch over top of it and I wear it for two weeks and then I can Hmm. change it up for another sensor. Wow. And how much is that? Yeah. So that one is 200 bucks a month. You get two sensors. Right. So again, this isn't something I'm going to do the rest of my life. Unless I was diabetic, then I'd have to. And then it's not a fun time. I want to do this enough to learn what foods affect me, what foods don't affect me, so I can alter my lifestyle. Do you, how many months do you think you'll use it for? Yeah, every month I say it? this is the last one. Then it's like, <laughs> oh, I want to try some more stuff, right? Uh, yeah. But yeah, I I think this month I should be winding. I started in January, and uh, I I should be winding down here in April. John, going back to our conversation about water that we were having early in this. Yes. Does water make a difference? Yes. Yes. Area? So I was a big water drinker. So I used to drink, you know, two cups, three cups before I'd eat. And uh, there's a lot of information on the website and in the app uh, to help you learn this stuff. And what I found water would of course absorb, you know, make the food absorb quicker and go into my lower intestine quicker and get absorbed. So water drinking water before a meal really causes me to spike. So now I still drink plenty of water. I just don't drink it with a meal. I, I have a sip here and there. Wow. Now that's, that's a little counterintuitive, right? Yep. In the sense yep. that, cause we're always, we're always taught, you know, water helps them meta- with metabolism. It's a good thing to be hydrated all the time. Yep. And it right? is. And yeah, but your the, the timing for you matters. That's right. That's right. Yeah. The other thing that was interesting when I first got this, Jim, was uh, the way this app works is you when you eat, you can enter in the food, right? And it'll start the, the timer ticking. And then after two hours, it shows you what your response is. And I found I was eating more than every two hours. Now, I wasn't yeah. eating a lot, but I was always ingesting something every 90 minutes. It's like, so my glucose never had a chance to go back down. Yep. So that's a lifestyle change that I wouldn't have realized, right? Because I wasn't eating a ton. I was just eating all the time. It's that's one of those lessons I learned by intermittent fasting uh-huh. was just how much, how often I was eating. You know, you'd be like, well, I'm going to go. Uh, no, I'm not going to go eat right now. No. Cause I'm in a cycle where I'm not eating, yep. but in, in you, like you start to realize just how often you think about food. You know, you're like, I'm hungry. Now. No, I'm not really, but I am. No, I'm not hungry. You know, it's just one of those battles that we go on every day. And when I started setting clocks to it, you know, done, done eating at eight, I won't eat again until noon the next day. Right. Yep. And man, what a battle that your brain goes through. You know, we're just, we, we want to eat all the time and it's good because like, that's a survival tech, you know, tactic. We were evolutionary, you know, evolution taught us to do that, but, um, we don't necessarily, with our current diets, we don't need to do it that way. You know, yeah, what I found for myself was, uh, you know, especially with my job is just put me in a totally unhealthy state. I would get up at three yeah. 30, 
to get to work by six and I'm drinking a protein shake on the way to work. All right. So now I'm, mm-hmm. and I just ate dinner, you know, I finished eating at nine because I got home at eight. <laughs> right. So my body's right. still digesting and yeah. now I'm cramming more, more food into it and it's in liquid form. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Right. So yeah. what I found was when I've started going down the intermittent fasting path, uh, just because now I get to sleep more than four or five hours. Right. Uh, and don't eat until 1030 or so. I'm not hungry in the morning. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I just get up. I, I mm-hmm. fix my coffee, which doesn't affect my glucose, does not. And enjoy that nice, slowly, you know, reading the Tesla forms. Uh, the last thing, Jim, I threw up here was a look at a 24 hour zone of both good and bad, right? And you can see there on the left, that is a day at Disney world. We were recently <laughs> down there, the, uh, the big spike in the middle, that's some really good chicken and waffles that you can get there at one of their walk-up stands. <laughs> and uh, and then at night, we went to their fireworks and dessert spectacular. So we just mm-hmm. sat on the balcony and ate all sorts mm-hmm. of chocolate and desserts and pudding and drank wine <laughs> and, yeah. and watched fireworks. But again, uh, that's got to be the rarity, not, not right. the norm. And right. then on the right is the ideal. You know, Keep it flat. Keep it low. It minimizes spikes. Mm-hmm. My my dad in his final years, I'd go visit him and and we'd be in the dining room and he'd he'd be he'd be like, um, I'm gonna go get a piece of apple pie, and he was he was type two, and yep. he, I'm gonna go get a piece of apple pie, and he's like, I haven't had it all week, and, I, and I'm like, okay, the first day I was there, okay, right, that was at lunch, yeah. then at dinner that same day, I'm gonna go to get a piece of apple pie. Cause like I haven't had it all week and I'm like, you had some at lunch. Yeah. But it's just today. I won't have any tomorrow. Yep. And then and- tomorrow at lunch, I'm going to go get some apple pie. Right. He would just keep telling himself like, Oh, I deserve this. Yeah. And my dad, I, you know, you know. Same, same thing with my dad. Yeah. He was yeah. type two diabetic and every night he would have a cereal bowl full of ice cream. A whole cereal bowl right before bed. And then the morning, the doctor told him every morning when you get up, take your glucose level. So he did every morning religiously, wrote it down. And he would say, I remember him saying, oh, it's 300. That's because I ate that ice cream last night. Right. So he made the connection, but didn't realize I shouldn't be doing that. He just had the cause and effect, right? Well, they they want to do it, John. To be honest <laughs> with you, it's not like... With my dad, you know, he, and listen, I find myself this way. You know, I, I did it back in the fall. I did a bunch of intermittent fasting and it was super successful. And then Thanksgiving and Christmas came around and mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of dropped off and Sarah has been buying, you know, sugar cereals, you know, lucky charms and some of those kinds I like that. That's my kryptonite. Like I yeah. can't not and those. I'm sure those are spiking. I mean, that's just straight. That's yep. just straight sugar, right? It is. And, and uh, it's really hard. You know, it's really hard to avoid them. Yep. And yeah. I've noticed, you know, I, I used to do that all the time too. The uh, apple cinnamon Cheerios mm-hmm. with the oats on them. I would mm-hmm. eat two bowls of those before bedtime yeah. because they're yeah. so good. And it's healthy cereal, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, I haven't done that in a while. Uh, and then last night, I was really hungry before bed. I had the Tesla class, and then I ended that up at like 10 o'clock. It's like, oh, I re- and we have actually have a piece of pie out here. I'm like, oh, there's my piece of pie. I should have it. But I didn't because I knew I would not sleep as well, and I would, I would regret it in the morning. So I had a protein bar instead with uh, very little sugar in it. 
I was fine. Now, pie's still out there. I, I do want to eat it at some point, but I also really enjoy sleeping well. And I know mm -hmm. how that affects me. So now I'm making an educated decision. But yeah, yeah I mean, you can't be mm -hmm. perfect all the time, right? The right. whole point is right. not to deprive yourself for the remaining years you have on the planet. Yeah. It's to be judicious and not yeah. be, oh, I didn't have any yesterday, really, even though you did. It's like, Right. Okay. It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. I'm going to gorge myself on these sweet potatoes because I love them and I eat them once a year. Okay. Do it. Enjoy it. Right. Yeah. So that, that's kind of the stuff I wanted to show you. I just had a couple takeaways, Jim. Um, yeah. 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 For, for overall health exercise, right. We, we know the answer here. This isn't a secret of what we need to do, right. Exercise, do a combo of weightlifting and cardio. And I would say, you know, for Jim, you and I, as we get older, weightlifting, really crucial, right? Mm -hmm. Not because mm -hmm. we're going to be big and bulky like Mike, right? But so we can take care of ourselves as we get older, right? Yeah. You don't oh, want to be the guy who needs the home healthcare nurse. You want to be right. the guy that can go out and walk down the street at a good clip, right? And, and the only way to do that is to keep pushing yourself with the weights. And then you got to do the cardio just to, to keep your heart healthy. Mm -hmm. But don't go crazy, right? taking it back to what we said at the beginning, listen to your body, know when you've pushed enough, know when to rest mm -hmm. and recover. Mm -hmm. uh, I'd throw two books out. I would throw them in the show notes, but I think they are great places to start. There's a book called Bigger, Leaner, Stronger by a guy named Mike Matthews. Really intelligent. Uh, none of these are pushing anything. This is just information. And Mike, if you're interested, I really recommend this book is a good place to start because he covers everything from how to lift weights correctly uh, the weightlifting programs that work, nutrition and supplements it puts it all together. What was the name of that one again? Bigger, that leaner, was, stronger. Yep. Got it. Yep. And then uh, kind of the uh -huh. Bible for weightlifting is starting strength by Mark Ripito. Again, the whole point of, of Rip's plan is I'm not here to make you a uh, bodybuilder. I'm not here to give you abs. I'm here to make you strong so you can take care of yourself as you get older. And then, uh, Go ahead, Jim. Uh, John, I was going to say, you're going to, in the future here, you're, you're going to try that aura ring, right? And uh, it, I'm thinking, we'll see, we'll see if I get down that path. Yeah. I mean, that might yeah. be a good follow-up with you to, you've been doing this for six months, eight months. What do you think? I mean, besides the monitoring all the, besides monitoring your health for the last 10 years, right? I'm yeah. kind of thinking since you retired, you've kind of made mm. a really concerted effort to monitor like your glucose monitoring how long yeah have you been yeah doing yeah that? yeah yeah since january yeah yeah so it'd, it'd be fun to catch up with you you know in the fall and kind of you know how's it going what are you doing and add on kind of add on to the conversation yeah. you know a little bit so yep yeah yep. anything else john yeah just just final takeaways we know what yeah. we need to do to stay healthy right get enough right. sleep we don't do it i finally am i feel so much better Exercise with the, the cardio and the weights, eat your vegetables, eat your fruit, right? It's everything your mom told you. And then the last one, really don't smoke. It's like the worst thing you can do for your health, right? And yes. and that's pretty <laughs> much it. Yeah. Yeah. Some good stuff. Mike, any, any, uh, as you're sitting here, you know, jo listen, John and I are the same age. I'm a little bit younger than he is. You're, you're way behind us. Any thoughts? Well, it, it, my thought is it's going to be kind of interesting, you know, look how far this has come in the last, you know, few years. You guys talked about how like the consumer has so much data. Um, 
you know, I'm, I'm in my early 30s, right? So as I start to get into my 40s, mid-40s, late 50s, you know, 20 years from now, when I'm hitting that, that early 50s stage, um, it'll be ext- like, I'm, I'm, you know, I made the joke about the USB-C port, but like, you know, what kind of things are we going to have access to at that point? And then yeah. it's always just a good general reminder too to me, like I waves are, are not healthy to go into something consistent is healthy. And, uh, and I'm such a big waves guy. And so when you were going through the glucose monitor, like those spikes, it's just a very big correlation to like my health style of like spikes of getting into working out. And, mm-hmm. you know, I trained really hard for the, um, for the race I did down in Arizona in February. Right. And then I haven't done anything since like literally haven't seen the inside of a gym. <laughs> and it's like, I just go in these big waves and I, I need to get more consistent so that, you know, kind of to your point, John, it's, it's, you know, you weight lift now. So that when you're older, you know, you're the type that can still go on the walks. You don't need uh, all the assistance yep. and things like yep. that. Well, do you want to play with your grandkids, right? Ex- do, you, yeah. do you want to be the yeah. grandparent that well, gets down on the floor or do you want to be the one sitting in the chair? Cause they can't move. And that was a big thing for my mother-in-law. She, I mean, she, I I wouldn't, she wasn't um, obese, but you know, she said that she had a lot of weight to lose and her big motivation was now she has five grandsons all in the age Mm -hmm. of five. And she was running around Mm -hmm. trying to, you know, chase them around the park. And so she went on a massive health kick about two years ago, Uh, shed a ton of weight, but not only just the weight, but just eating a bunch healthier, feeling a lot better. And like she says, the main difference is chasing those kids around the farm and she can do it for days now, Mm -hmm. like days and days and days. And it doesn't make her tired. Yeah. Those same sort of thing, those motivations, right? Yep. Yeah. I have lost a ton of strength during COVID. Like I was doing, you know, I was working, not only was I was running, but I was also doing a lot of push-ups and, you know, working out in the gym. And man, I can now feel the difference. Like when I'm out with the grandkids and yeah. I play with them for five minutes and I'm like, I'm out of breath and I'm like, Ooh, I, I better, I better correct this situation here pretty quick and get yeah. back on something. I did stairs the other day for the first time in two years. And I came, I did six flights, not even, you know, 30, 30 floors in 20 minutes. And my calves hurt so bad the next day. I was like, so, oh my God. Jim, a tip for, for you and I, right. And, and I'll say this from experience because I did this like two weeks ago. I came back from Disney. I said, I haven't worked out in a while. I got to go do it. Right? So I went down, I reduced the weight a little bit, but I still did three sets of five squats and uh, I could not walk or stand up or sit down for a whole week. Like literally it was painful. I'm like, all right, don't do that again. So this, I came back, I did, uh, I did weights yesterday. I did one set of five at a hugely reduced weight just to get back into it. Yeah. So, so you and I can't jump back in like we used to, we got ease in or else, you know, we go in, hit it hard and then we are done for two weeks. Right. Right. Yeah. And hitting it hard is, or even just easing in is a lot less than I thought it was. You know, Jim Shoemaker had said, Jim, I thought you were doing 500 pushups today. Early in the pandemic, I was, we were getting, Sammy and I were going out and having these really great walks and I was getting this in and then some things, it got hot. We stopped doing it. Some things changed. She went back to school, like life changed and I stopped doing it. And then at one point I couldn't even put, I was, I was having some, I thought I was maybe having some arthritis setting in because I couldn't get in the push-up position. And only in the last two months have I figured out what that was and have been able to do a push-up again. Of course, then two weeks ago, I fell, rolled on my shoulder and hurt my shoulder. Yeah. Of course, that's going to last forever. Yep. yep. Like, you know, <laughs> you're like, oh, oh, well. 
now, now my shoulder's not going to work forever, you know, type yeah. deal. And the thing for yeah. us, Jim, is that as we get older, we detrain faster, right? So Mike yes. can take a month off and just go back in and pretty much pick up where he left off. You know, if we stop for, for five days, we're a lot weaker than we were. Uh, I hate you, Weger. Yeah. Yeah. I hate you. I you wish just I was wasted on the young. Yeah, right, oh, exactly. Get, you, get your butt in the gym and get some. <laughs> I need to. Some. Well, John, some great conversation. We'll plan on having you back in the fall just a little bit, maybe to kind of catch up on some things. I think it's a good conversation. And most of our listeners are like us, not like Uyghur, right? Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. Uyghur's the exception on this. And and Mike, um, you know, we've got some young listeners too, but a, a lot of the, I hear from them all, all the time. A lot, of, a lot of listeners are like me and are older, uh, please take this just as in, and John said this in the very beginning, kind of take it. Um, you know, you've got to, you've got to own this. You've got to do this. We can't, we're not trying to guilt you into anything. This has been John's journey. And so you define how healthy you want to be or what the journey that you want to have. And there's some things here. I want to do this 23 and me. I just don't know why I haven't done it yet. I just need to get it done. Like it's, that's one of those things. I just need to do it. It's not terribly expensive. They're a hundred bucks or something like yeah, that. Right, John? Again, Christmas, uh, always had the black yeah, Friday codes. Right, um, right, I'll see if right. I have a referral or something, Jim. Something Occasionally I, I get, I get those things in the mail all the time. So when I do, I'll pop one over to you. Appreciate that, John. Thanks for, for coming on and doing it. John, hang tight. I got a kind of an announcement, uh, for Mike. Uh, we've been, you know, Mike's been on and off the show for the last, couple months. I told him his life was going to be getting busy, you know, with these kids. And he came to me a couple months ago and was like, I think it's that time. And, uh, and so we're, we're gonna set tonight. We're not, we're not quit. Mike's not quitting home gadget geeks. He's just like, I need to be off more than I'm on. And, uh, and so I, I kind of want to let the listeners know we won't see a ton of them, uh, going forward, but as he has time, of course he'll, Join us on the show and we'll throw them in here. But I, I publicly wanted to say, Mike, you made it a lot longer than I ever thought you were going to. And we've had some great times together. So thanks for, for hanging out, uh, hanging out with me. And, and I appreciate it. Oh, and, and, and I, I just love it. You know, these Thursday nights are, are so much fun. That's why it was so hard. I, I think I came to Jim. It was maybe after one of the shows or no, I think it was like a toy separate conversation. And it was, it was really hard. I was like, you know, I just working at that point with kids schedules, Thursdays, yeah. soccer, t-ball, everything. They don't go to bed as early as they used to anymore. Right. So like they're still up for a majority of the show and I can hear them upstairs and, and with Hannah. And, and, and so it just got to that point. And, and Jim, you were, uh, you were so nice about it. You're like, Hey man, you made it a lot longer than I thought. So, um, no. And, and like Jim said, I'm going to be, you know, off more than I'm on, but I really hope to try and, uh, come back as much as I can on, on nights that do work. Um, summer's really hard for me. That was like the main conversation was like, Hey, with the summer, with the kids schedule, Thursday nights are getting really tough. Um, but yeah, hopefully I can make it back, uh, you know, yeah. a few times a year. Yeah. And- Door, doors open. Uh, I think the agreement is whenever you're free, you'll, if it, if and you yeah. want to be on, you just ping me and, and you get to, to jump on. Um, I've loaded up, I start loaded up a bunch of interviews over the next couple of weeks. Part of that tech, uh, roundup thing on april 28th is a little attempt to see like can we try a different format not all the time but maybe just every once in a while fill in for that it gives me an opportunity to try some things new but mike it's uh again this i i don't want to make it sound like it's over because you know i'm not kicking you off the show you're not necessarily even the show but we'll just see you 
a little less often. Hey, look, Christian and I took 18 months off on Cyber Frontiers and then just recently came back. And then back. came back, so, exactly. So you never know. So but, give me 18 uh, years to get these kids out of the house and then, you know, it'll be... I'll give you, yeah, we'll give, him, we'll give you a little bit of time. And, you know, who knows? Who knows how things go? But um, uh, always appreciate your your willingness. I mean, we're doing this a long time together. Yeah. It's an awesome community. So, it's fun to do fun. this with you every yeah. Thursday, Jim. So, yeah, it's yeah. great. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll look forward to having you back as a special guest uh, here at some point. And, uh, and I owe you, I, you know, even though John said, don't smoke, I owe you some bourbon and some cigars. <laughs> so we'll, those, those won't count. It'll be a one-time thing. Yeah. I exactly. I only do this once a week, right, Jim? That's it. Once yeah. a week. Yesterday. Yeah. Well, that didn't mm. count. <laughs> See, it's just like my dad. Just like my dad, you, we, we ended up doing that, but, uh, and so Mike, thank again, thanks for, I can't thank you enough. And there's no, there's really no, I mean, there's no great way to do it except to just, just to say thanks. So I appreciate it. Oh, I appreciate you and the podcast having me on for as long as you did. You put up with me for yeah. man, five years, six years now, whatever it is. Like, yeah, I was, I was in law school when we first law met. school. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's crazy. It goes back yep. and crazy. So. Well, I think with that, uh, and again, John, thanks for coming on and, and yeah. doing this uh, fun. I know you did a ton of prep to get ready for this, and we weren't even able to, to cover it all. I knew, it, yeah, and it's we did great. All. Yeah, no, we get, we got hey, through most of it. And Jim, so, uh, I had time to prep. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You did. Good for you, John. And congratulations, by the way, just congratulations on retirement. You, you served us in, in this country for a lot of years and you gave up a lot of time and you sacrificed a lot of your own personal time. And, you know, you, you gave it all in the time that you did and now you're done. And that's pretty great. You said to me, you're going to get sick of me. Uh, I'm going to be talking to you so much. Well, I haven't gotten sick of you yet. Cause you don't ever talk to me. Oh, <laughs> you're so busy doing right. other things, which is great. Yeah. No, I, no. uh, Thank you, Jim. And I tell you, I had I had a really great job. I had a really great career. In 34 years, I never had a bad job. And I never mm. had a bad boss. And who can say that? Not right. many people at all. Yeah. 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 Well, I appreciate your service. Um, and it was it was an act of service to us and, and just appreciate all that you do and all that you did. And thanks for doing that. We're we're glad you're in, in this new phase and you're fully embracing it. And yeah having a great time. So good for you. You're enjoying it. You know, some I've watched some folks retire from these kinds of jobs and they just kind of drift off into nothingness. And you've kind of committed to a good, healthy lifestyle, one that's rich and abundant and, and all those things. And so we'll, we'll look forward to having you on maybe a few times more Yeah, because you don't have to, you don't have to go to work tomorrow. You can sleep. You were, you would always be like, I got to go to bed now. And I'm like, it's eight 30. And <laughs> now you can stay up as late yep. as you want. That's pretty great. Well, we, uh, we are live every Thursday. Well, the show will go on and we'll continue to have Mike back on as we can, but we are live every Thursday, 8 PM central nine Eastern out here at the average guy.tv slash live. Speaking of Christian, he joined us in the chat room for a little bit was, was spying on us. We've got Cyber Frontiers going again, so if you want to resubscribe to that, that's a fun show. We'll have some great topics coming up. If you want to join us in our Discord group, go to theaverageguys.tv slash Discord. Uh, you can leave us a message. If you got a topic you want me to cover or whatever, you can leave us a message, homegadgetgeeks.com. Just click on the blue microphone, bottom right-hand corner, and you can leave us a message. And, of course, you know theaveragueguy.tv is, is powered by Maple Grove Partners. 
secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from people that you know and you trust. Mike, you know that when you have to start a new website for whatever the next thing is going to be that you're going to do behind the scenes, Maple Grove Partners, right? Yes, sir. Of course. Super good. Plan start as little as $10 a month. Great email. Check it out. Y'all, it's fighting inflation every single day over there at Maple Grove Partners. Secure, reliable, high-speed hosting from folks that you know and you trust. Of course, that's Christian. Christian and, and Christian, thanks for your for all your support and everything we do here. We are live every Thursday, 8 p.m. Central, 9 Eastern, out here at theaverageguy.tv forward slash live. Big thanks to everybody who joined us in the chat room tonight. Always great to have you guys out there. We'll be back uh, next week. I'm trying to think of who I've got coming on. I don't know, but we'll have somebody available for you next week. Thanks for coming out with that. We'll say goodbye.